0: Возлюбленный Богом Церковь, начиная наше богослужение пред Господом, встанем, пожалуйста, и утвердим обетование, относящееся к преддверию нашей надежды да воцариться воскресения Христова в наших телах. Склоню наши головы в молитве. Дорогой Небесный Отец, во имя Иисуса Христа, мы благодарны имени Твоему Святому за вновь представленную привилегию быть на месте всем,
1: Прикинь мне превышение, оторвы с опаны, буду чистым, Мамой меня и буду бели с небо. Ты дыни мне радость моего спасения, сердце чистое сотвори мне Боже, Фотреца твоего не отдыни духа святого. Нет. Омой меня и воду белее снега. И, снег. и конечно, радость моего спасения. Сердце чистое сотворит мне Боже. От лица Твоего не от Духа Святого нет.
0: The book
2: of Exodus, chapter 23, verses 24
0: through 26. You shall
2: not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. According to the contents of this passage, it follows that the blessing of our bread and our water fully depends on our worship to God and our service to God, whereas worship towards the idols of this land,
0: idols of the nations among whom we live, introduces curse and our bread and our water,
2: expressed in all kinds of sicknesses, miscarriages, and and other things, amongst other things. In the literal sense of the word, governments say that 93% of illnesses occur because of water, because of the fact that water on earth is spoiled. We know that when water is spoiled, then the land will be barren. People are going to be ill. People don't pay attention to this. They think that if they purchase water in water bottles, they're told that everything is, is okay. No, not everything can be okay even in water bottles because sin is a kind of spiritual spiritual thing that is not dissolved in some kind of mir- minerals. You will drink you will drink normal water, but it's going to be cursed because you serve other idols, other deities. This place of scripture talks about other gods among whom we live. doesn't mean that we're living among the people of this world but we are living among so-called distorted Christianity who worship mammon instead of worshiping God who consider material prosperity as a level of spirituality and if they don't have enough of something they consider this the spirit of poverty and they try to cast out the spirit of poverty they have not learned how to be grateful for what they have they have not learned how to search for God this In this water, we are referring to the image of of water. And bread yielding our hope in the promises that are contained in the inheritance of the blood of the cross of Christ. The blessing of the promises of hope is the kind of food in which is present the life ability for all for our whole tripartite essence expressed in our spirit, soul, and body. Second, blessing in this kind of water, in this kind of bread contains the property to carry life and healing, and it serves not just as food but as medicine from illness. Or sicknesses. Third, blessing in this kind of water, in this kind of bread, on one hand, always refers to multiplication, and on the other hand, full abundance, which in fact means absolute protection from economic downfalls or shipwreck. For thanks to the blessing in this kind of bread, in this kind of water, we will be protected from depression that spoils the taste of life and premature death. I will fulfill the number of your days. That passage says. So if thanks to this kind of blessing, in this bread and water, will be filled with joy and gladness, as it says that the blessing of the Lord. Blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Proverbs 10.22 With this, we can can conclude that the promise of bread and water that lack God's blessings first cannot satisfy the hunger and thirst of our tripartite essence because they are deprived of blessings. They can't carry carry life-giving energy. Satisfying our physical needs In place of our spiritual needs, will always distort our motives. The lack of blessing in bread and water is the mutual cooperation of man with the demonic prince of mammon, just like finding blessing in bread and water is the mutual cooperation of man with God or with his word. Bread and water that lack blessing (inaudible) lose. its initial properties, and they cannot serve as a person as protection and medicine from illnesses and death. Third, bread and water that lack blessings cannot serve as protection from economic, uh, economic changes, bankruptcies, and so forth. Fourth, bread and water, deprived of blessings, instead of bringing gladness and joy, will produce and clothe a person into kind of sorrow that will dry a man's bones. Ezekiel 4, 16-17 Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, surely I will cut off the supply of bread in Jerusalem. They shall eat bread by weight and with anxiety and shall drink water by measure and with dread, that they may lack bread and water and be dismayed with one another and waste away because of their iniquity. Ezekiel 4, 16-17 this is referring to the people of God. God does work with His people, and until He fulfills judgment with, over His people, He can't judge the world. Bread and water, deprived of blessing, will serve as entrance for all kinds of curses and depression. And therefore, in order to receive the blessing in bread and water, we need to serve God and not mammon, or rather, riches, How do we do this? What do we begin with? And we know what to begin with. The Word of God tells us, You rob me. You said, How do we rob you? With tithes and offerings.
0: If you want to
2: turn to me, Israel, turn to me. You will ask, how do we turn to you? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so that my home may have food. And although in this test me, says the Lord of hosts, shall I not open up for you the heavenly windows and pour out on you the blessings abundantly. And blessed you will be called by all nations, because you are going to be a prosperous land, says the Lord of hosts we know that the root of all evil is love for
0: money.
2: When the authority of riches rules over a person,
0: that
2: means that he is led by the root of all evil, which is love for money. when a person has authority over riches, over money, it doesn't matter how much of it he has. He might have very little, but he is going to have authority over it. He might have a lot of money, but he is going to be dominant over it. And so choose whether or not to serve God or mammon. When we begin to honor God with tithes and offerings, by searching for his countenance and not for material prosperity, we cut the root of the tree of riches. And we are going to do this very same thing right now. We are going to honor God with tithes and offerings and acknowledge his authority over us. And let us sing together.
0: Let us stand.
2: This is always a moment where we can fulfill victory by cutting the root of the tree of evil, which is love for money. Despite the fact that humans are focused on
0: fulfilling and satisfying all their lacks through money
2: and all of their uh, less and satisfactions but God gives us just enough to keep us from perdition we must be faithful to God in what we have and thank him for the little that we do have and then he is going to give us the opportunity to achieve much Therefore, let us sing together and honor God. And I will gladly remind you that each time when Israel had honored God with tithes and offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or the temple of Solomon, they were called to, according to the words of Moses, which he had received as a revelation from God, to raise their hands over their offerings before the Lord and proclaim one unique proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, Tied to that same root, drinking from the same tree will do the same thing. Please raise your right hand, a symbol of your righteous act, over your offerings and pray along with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tithes from my home, and brought them into your home, so that your home may have food. I did not give impurely, I do not give in sorrow, I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority, and according to your word,
0: I ask you, Right now, let your
2: heavenly windows be opened and
0: may your
2: blessings come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation.
0: In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you.
2: You may be seated.
1: From the sky,
0: and so if
2: any of you have a bible you can open along with me a place of scripture that is familiar to us Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. thus says the lord stand in the ways and seek and ask for the old paths where the good ways and walk in it then you will find rest for your souls
0: the topic of our sermon is called Return to the
2: Ancient Path of Goodness or Finding the Ancient Path of Goodness.
0: We know that this was not the law of Moses because it was not called to bring anyone
2: to rest. And if in the times of,
0: of the law something was talked about,
2: an ancient path that could bring to rest, then this path Would be deceiving. In fact, as we have already understood, to find the ancient path of good is to find the narrow gates or to accept the kingdom of heaven contained in the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh into your heart
0: it's written the first fruits of teachings or the elementary principles of teachings we know that elementary
2: means beginning chief cornerstone starting this is not just milk this is perfection
0: the kingdom of heaven
2: in the teaching of Jesus Christ is known by such ethereal qualities as righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. But the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17. Therefore, in seeking the kingdom of heaven in the form of the ancient path, we must do it in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, which is found in the depths of the Holy
0: Spirit.
2: As we've seen before, few people manage to return to the ancient path of goodness or to find the narrow gates found in the teachings of Jesus. And this means, as Jesus often said, that the majority will inherit eternal damnation because through their own ignorance they will be unable to find the narrow gates in Christ's teaching.
0: But those who enter by the narrow gates,
3: using the reigning teaching of Jesus Christ,
0: will inherit
2: eternal life. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. To lay a foundation for our study of the ancient path of goodness, we turn to the words of Apostle Paul, who through the mercy and inspiration of the Holy Spirit was able to describe the order found in the teachings of Jesus using a few concise definitions. They are the doctrine of baptisms, the doctrine of laying on of hands, the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead, and the doctrine of eternal judgment. This is written in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ and putting on the armor of light contained in this supreme teaching, let us build ourselves into a house of God, because it is impossible to lay again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. We already noted that that although the order of the Kingdom of Heaven found in these teachings has one ultimate goal, in the pursuit of this goal, each one of the four teachings has three functions, all of which add up to twelve.
0: When we looked at the doctrine of baptisms, we noted
2: that it has unity in the sense that all three baptisms immerse us into the death of our Lord Jesus, yet each baptism performs a separate function. For instance, the main function of water baptism is to separate man from the world which lives and lies in wickedness.
0: The main function of baptism in the Holy Spirit
2: is to separate us from the vain life of our forefathers, from our sinful inheritance. The main function of baptism and fire is to separate the new man from the old.
0: I indeed baptize you with
2: water, says John in Matthew 3, verse 11, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Each one of the three baptisms performs many functions besides its main one and these ones work only with each other because they depend on each other and verify each
0: other.
2: Today we will continue to examine the teaching of water baptism, which is practically, as we know, the root of the ancient path of goodness because it defines a first fundamental commandment of Christ without which we cannot fulfill any of the other commandments at the foundation of Christ's teaching. Before being resurrected and leaving his disciples to go to his Father, Jesus instructed them to find in every nation people who would be willing to wear the mantle of his discipleship and to baptize them in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything he has commanded them.
0: And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority
2: has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Meaning, find the disciples in all all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. We have noted that in this instance, Jesus was speaking only of water baptism, because baptism with the Holy Spirit and with fire can only be done by God, not by man. We also noted and said that the true significance and importance of water baptism is so great that it directly involves our righteousness and our salvation, without which we would not practice works of righteousness and perfect our salvation. Mark chapter 16 verses 14 and 16. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned from these last insistent words of Christ empowering his apostles to preach the gospel of the kingdom to all creation it follows that those people who believed in Christ but did not seal their faith with water baptism or if they did accept water baptism did not due to their ignorance understand its power or the responsibilities that come with it and will not be able to do works of righteousness and perfect their salvation because they will live not according to its power and purpose but according to their ignorance for which they will be cast into eternal damnation.
0: Hosea chapter
2: 4 verse 6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Despite the fact that they were a nation of God they will stop being so. They were going to be destroyed because For the lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Meaning, I will also forget those promises that you conceived and that you hoped in. For those promises which we accept in the form of the seed of the gospel word and then raise into children of our spiritual womb, Their fulfillment will directly depend on the revelation that will describe the essence of water baptism, because it is specifically water baptism that gives us the authority and the right to serve as priests in the temples of our hearts. If we reject the true vision regarding water baptism and satisfy ourselves with the partial knowledge our intellect is capable of, then we consign ourselves to damnation. In all this, we must remember that there is a cardinal difference between John the Baptist's baptism unto repentance and the Apostles' baptism as a seal of righteousness.
0: righteousness.
2: Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6 unveils this difference. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? Pay attention here, into what then were you baptized? If you don't know what the Holy Spirit is, and if you have not accepted Him, they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on Him who would come after Him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when they had once again um, fulfilled baptism, but not unto repentance, but in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophecy. It follows from this account that John's baptism unto repentance, first, did not immerse people in the death of Christ, second, did not act as a seal of righteousness, and third, did not open the door to baptism in the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it's very important when you accept water baptism to know what you are being baptized into. More accurately, we must know the contents, privileges, and responsibilities that come with the action you perform being baptized in water, because any commandment any, any promise will be fulfilled only according to the measure of a person's knowledge. If we accept water baptism but do not know its true contents or the powers that come with it, then our baptism will be illegitimate. In order to accept water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must not try to understand the power contained in water baptism using our intellect. We must allow the watchman God placed over us in our lives to teach us how to follow the ancient path of goodness, the author and finisher, finisher of which is the Son of God, in his role as a son of man. Without a watchman God has placed in our lives and will be unable to understand or accept water baptism. This also means that no one can baptize themselves. If we accept water baptism, but the guard who baptizes us is not a spiritual authority for us, then this baptism will not have any force in our lives. Therefore, it's imperative to first accept a watchman's spiritual authority who is going to immerse us into the death of Jesus, and only then can we accept water baptism from him. Water baptism is a foundational truth and teaching from which we can see follow the 12 elementary teachings of Jesus Christ who came in the
0: flesh.
2: Water baptism contains the inheritance of the great mystery found in circumcision, which was an eternal covenant independent of the law
0: of Moses let
2: us remember this
0: when we we come across
2: circumcision everything that we talk about circumcision is related to water baptism this was a symbol and Abraham had seen it independent of the law of Moses therefore every promise of circumcision can be fulfilled only in water baptism Therefore, we must consider every promise of circumcision to be a promise of water baptism, and every activity of circumcision to be an activity of water
0: baptism. First, the purpose of water baptism is to be a sign of the covenant between us
2: and God that we belong to him. If a person is not baptized, he will perish. If he is not circumcised, he will be cast out from his people. Genesis 17:13 and 14. He who is born in your house, this is what God says to Abraham, he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. covenant. He who is not circumcised shall be cast out and destroyed from his from the nation, for he has violated the covenant. According to the statement, a male organ became a sign of the covenant between God and man when it was circumcised. The absence of circumcision was a breach of the covenant. An uncircumcised man was banished from those who are saved. In the Old Testament, the male member, depending on the context, was seen as one of three things foreskin, a productive organ, and as genitals. These three definitions showed that this member could perform three different functions, which point to the three functions performed by our
0: tongue.
2: Therefore, when the foreskin was mentioned, this implied the role played by our tongue in making a covenant with God where we testify and proclaim the faith in our hearts that Jesus is Christ. When the reproductive organ was mentioned, this implied the function of our tongue in bearing fruit from our lips, praising God.
0: And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, saying,
2: No man of your descendants in exceeding genera- in succeeding generations who has any defect may approach to offer the bread of his God. For any man who has a defect shall not approach a man who is a eunuch. Leviticus 21, 16-20 So if a person is incapable of offering fruit, if his lips do not praise God,
0: now, this means that he has a dried up, he has a defect.
2: He has a dried up organ. He cannot bear any fruit. But when genitals were mentioned, this implied the function of our tongue in exclaiming words lacking faith.
0: Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 11 to 12. If two men
2: fight together, and the wife of one draws near to rescue her husband from the hand of the one attacking him, and puts out her hand and seizes him by the genitals, then you shall cut off her hand, your eyes shall not pity her. The two fighting men signify a war in our being between the new man and
0: the old. The war in us
2: between the new man and the old man. The new man and the old man, it's impossible to feel them. This is not our body. They are found in our body, though. It says, um, Put to death the members of your body, lust, so forth. This is referring to the old man, not the body. He lives in the body, but there is a new man who is also able to offer fruit of the spirit who lives in this body. Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18 I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh they resist one another they oppose one another these two men fight against each other and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law interesting then who is the wife of, of both of these the wife of the old man is the power of the flesh Which uses its intellect to win. Whereas the wife of the new man is the power of the reborn spirit, which for its victory uses the mind of Christ that belongs to a new
0: heart.
2: If to defeat the old man we utter true testimonies, let's listen closely. If to defeat the old man we utter true testimonies, but do not have faith in them in our hearts, then we are seizing or seizing the genitals. We are proclaiming that which is not in our heart. We speak, but we do not believe. It's not in us. And when this doesn't happen, when we waited for it, we're going to say, "I knew it." I know it won't happen. If you believe you are going to die and you are going to die in this faith because it won't go anywhere. You're going to die in faith, but you won't reject it. You won't say, why did God not fulfill this for me? You will say, God has fulfilled it. It is in me. In such a situation, Christ says that it is better to cut off the right hand and deprive ourselves of a promise for which we have no faith. For it is better for us to lose that one promise than to lose everything that belongs to the faith in our hearts and if your right hand causes you to sin cut it off and cast it from you for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell the new man is comprised, out of the prom- comprised of the promises of God and if we proclaim the promise that is not in our heart we might lose all of the promises it's going to, to spoil everything everything that we already have therefore Christ says it's better for you because it is not not an element of your faith it's best to cast it off to cut it off which begins to proclaim
3: cast that off
2: which begins to proclaim the promise not in the heart I believe that God is going to heal me it's always interesting for me I ask these people Why? Why do you believe? Well, I believe. It's written there. I say, you are wrong. It's written there. But faith is from hearing the word of God. It's written in the word.
0: Did you hear with your heart? God placed it
2: in your heart and said, Daughter, I've healed you. I gave you healing. You are healed. Son, you are healed. Did you hear this voice?
0: you do not hear it
2: directly it's written there but you do not hear it and when this doesn't happen you lose hope in all the promises of God I have met with very many Christians from very many churches they don't believe in anything
0: one pastor of a large church here in Portland of a Pentecostal church
2: told me I don't believe in a single promise
0: Another pastor tells me,
2: yes, Pastor Arkady, it is written, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work, he tells me.
0: Well, you, do you want to know
2: why these promises? Stopped. I asked, "Why do you still go to church?" They we said, "Well, maybe God will will still save us. I'm I'm still serving God, and but I don't I don't believe I don't believe in any of the promises. How is he going to save you if you don't have any promises? If you don't believe in the promises of God, then your salvation is false. Why? Because people have been taught, proclaim, proclaim, this is yours." Attribute it to yourself. Attribute it to yourself when God tells you, faith is from hearing the word of God, from hearing it in our hearts. This is the seed. The word is the seed. When can we hear it?
0: When can a woman conceive?
2: When her egg cell matures, matures, when she grows up, when she becomes a woman, her egg matures and it could be fertilized by the seed, just like we. And so while we are
0: infants, it's pointless to tell us the teaching about Jesus Christ. We
2: can't be fertilized by it, no matter No matter what, it's necessary for us to hear it, to accept it, to be fertilized. And for this, it's necessary to accept certain perfections that are found in water baptism. To accept certain perfections, not strive to become perfect
0: when it's written, And so, therefore, be perfect
2: as your Heavenly Father is perfect. This means, I have given you this perfection. Now, go and act in this perfection.
0: This perfection we
2: receive in righteousness according to our faith. And then in the baptism of water it is sealed and we're going to talk about this later on. Apostle Paul
0: explaining the situation
2: called the two warring men one Isaac and the other Ishmael Galatians chapter 4 verses 28-31 Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir of the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. In this way, water baptism contains the power of the Holy Spirit, which can bridle our tongue with the death of the Lord Jesus to circumcise our tongue or our lips. If you're not circumcised, you do not have a covenant with God.
0: It doesn't matter
2: if you have water baptism, if your lips are not circumcised,
0: this water baptism will not work in you. A meek
2: tongue is a tree of life but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A meek or bridal tongue is a foreskin that is a tree of life but an unbridled tongue is a genitals that show the crushing of our spirit by the flesh.
0: When the flesh will testify
2: of what is pleasant to it, what is lustful to it, the flesh proclaims only or testifies only of those promises that, they, that she likes. It will talk about promises of healing, promises of spiritual, gave spiritual anointing, but it's never going to proclaim or testify about the kingdom of heaven,
0: for which it's necessary
2: to pay a price. And so the second purpose of water baptism is to imprint us with the seal of righteousness through our faith in Jesus Christ, which we had earlier when we accepted salvation before being baptized. Romans chapter 4 verse 11, and he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while uncircumcised. Therefore, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ concerns people who have not just repented, but to whom righteousness was imputed earlier. Because of this, such a baptism contained within itself the potential to fulfill all righteousness. If John had baptized unto repentance and not in the death of Christ, and it did not reveal the ability, or did not unveil the availability of the Holy Spirit, did not bridle the lips of a person, then in this baptism a person receives the ability to be perfect, to practice righteousness, because he is already righteous, and through this baptism he will receive the opportunity to practice righteousness, he was going to be sealed. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he he allowed him. With these words, Jesus Christ showed that water baptism, if we understand the authority contained in it, has the power to fulfill all righteousness. A seal as such can only mark a contract between two parties who have already made a legal agreement. Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. If we understand water baptism correctly, we're going to be able to fulfill all righteousness. Again, a seal as such can only mark a contract between two parties who have already made a legal agreement. If you, on your end, incorrectly fulfill uh, the uh, contract before water baptism, yes, you've been told that this is a covenant, but you don't know what your responsibility is lying, and you don't know what God is responsible for, you don't know what he has placed there, what kind of powers he's placed in it, this kind of contract will not be marked with a seal. Then you're just going to be bathed in this water. Like sometimes children come to me during water baptism and they say, Pastor, I also want to I also want to take a shower or be bathed. I say, Grow up, and then you are going to be
0: bathed. And these people, although they don't say this, but their
2: water baptism is conducted as if they're simply
0: just
2: just bathing their flesh, their um, impure flesh. I had read a book before previously from a charismatic leader and he says in his book that after water baptism, my daughter asked me, Father,
0: you said that at the bottom
2: of the pool our sins remain. He said, yes daughter she says she asks me well can i now swim in this pool because sins are there now and this this leader says you know i had a hard time answering Children sometimes ask these questions that are difficult to answer. But Christ says that righteous people must be baptized. Therefore, on the bottom of this river or this pool or so forth, there will not be any sins that are left. This place will be pure, marked by God because there God had made his covenant with a righteous man. God's not going to make a, a contract or covenant with somebody who is impure. For this exists the blood of Christ, which cleanses a person, which washes a person, washes a person before baptism in water, just as it had done with Abraham. And Abraham had believed in the Lord and he imputed to him as righteousness, but circumcision he gave to him as a seal of this righteousness. Third, The purpose of water baptism is called to give God the legal right to write a person's name in the Book of Life. The name of a person who is born of God is written not at the moment of repentance, but at the moment of his seal, at the moment of baptism in water. Genesis chapter 17, verse 12. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male child in your generations who is born in your house or brought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant. Before the circumcision performed on the eighth day, a person was outside of the covenant that contained his calling and his inheritance in God. Consequently, he was without a name that would become his blessed destiny. Luke 2, verse 21. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb.
0: So pay
3: close
2: attention here, even Jesus, having been born from the seed of the Holy Spirit,
0: which
2: separates him from all people who want to show that Jesus is an ordinary person. I always tell him, not Confucius, not Buddha, not Muhammad were born of the Holy Spirit. Virgins did not give birth to them without the participation of the seed of the man. But but Mary, being a virgin, she was fertilized by the seed of the Holy Spirit and she gave birth to the Son of Man, to the Son of God. Therefore, this is the Son of Man, he is not although his body was like ours, he is not like other people, he doesn't have the inheritance of, of sin like we have, and if he would be like us he wouldn't have been able to save us he had to have a body like us, but the source from which he was born had to be different so he could, be, he could save us and therefore those people who want to equal Christ to ordinary people they forget that a person who is equal to people cannot be a savior because he is also sinful then jesus was pure he was pure in nature but we and our nature are sinful we become sinful not when we sin we are born
0: sinners we
2: are born sinners but we, and we sin because we were born sinners from the sinful life of our forefathers Therefore, pay attention here.
0: The name written in the book
2: of life is written when a person makes a covenant with God, when his heart is circumcised, when his lips are circumcised. Based on this passage's meaning, we can only receive a guarantee of our inheritance in Jesus Christ after repentance at the moment when we make a covenant with God through water baptism. In order to enter into such a covenant with God, we must renounce those advantages and dependencies that tie us to the world out of which the Lord took us. To refuse or leave the world means to defeat this world with our faith that Jesus is Christ. 1 John 5, 4-5 For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Considering that the constraints of our sermon don't allow me to fully recall and reveal what our faith is compared to the faith of God, I will limit myself to a few short definitions. The faith of God is hearing the gospel of the kingdom of heaven from God's messengers in the form of God's commandments and statutes expressed in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, Isaiah says, this is Apostle Paul talking about the words of Isaiah, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, and this is Paul saying, not all have obeyed the gospel, he complains, he says, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Therefore when unbelievers say faith is a kind of feeling, it's a kind of emotion and they and they think about these Christian people as people who are way far off, I say no faith is not a feeling, it's information and the revelation of God, the revelation that comes from God into our heart not here.
0: These are the thoughts of God written, but when the Holy Spirit
2: reveals this word and we accept it,
0: this will be faith.
2: Our faith is God's faith,
0: and God's faith are the commandments of
2: God, the decrees of God. Our faith is the readiness to obey and remain within the gospel of the kingdom of heaven
0: this is what our faith is therefore God's faith
3: and our faith are different dimensions different understandings and different
2: definitions faith of God is a commandment our faith is the obedience of this commandment when the angel Gabriel had preached to the young woman
0: that she is going to
2: become the mother of messiah she said how will this be i don't know a man he said the power of the holy spirit will come upon you the spirit of god will fill you therefore what is born will be holy and she said let it be to me according to your word this is what faith means god speaks and we say yes lord let it be fulfilled wherever you send me I will go whatever you say I will say we can sing this but can we do this we can do this when we accept it in her
0: heart and
2: such willingness to obey and remain within the gospel is expressed through baptism not baptism unto repentance but in the death of Jesus Christ in which we die to the name we had in this world and receive a new name he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches and I will give him a white stone and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it When God writes our names in the book of life, he writes, as we have said, not those names that our parents have given us. Sometimes it will be that name if parents gave a correct name and our our fate is contained in it. But sometimes God will add to this name another name or he will completely um, mark it off and take another just like Simon son of Jonah he added his name Kephas as we talked about on Friday's sermon a new name received in water baptism must separate us from the world which God condemned to death and destruction and join us to a new destiny in which we will be able to eat sacred manna. For Noah and his family, the waters of the flood were symbols of such a baptism. They did not wash him. These waters of the flood did not wash him. They just separated him from the world that perished, and the teaching of water baptism for him was a revelation about how to build the ark. First Peter chapter 3 verses 20 through 21. In the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water, there is also an antitype which now saves us: baptism, not the removal of the filth of flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For Noah and his family, water baptism was not a cleansing of carnal wickedness. The building of the ark which prepared him for water baptism in which he was immersed in the death of Christ was in fact the making of a covenant between his good conscience and God. On the basis of this, he received a guarantee that he would be saved through the resurrection of Jesus Christ.
0: Meaning, he was
2: meant to walk out of the ark into a new world where there was no more sin and death. When he was in the ark, he was in the death of the Lord Jesus.
0: But when he went out of the ark,
2: he was found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ.
0: Because it is only
2: through water baptism that the cross of our Lord Jesus goes into effect, by which, according to the Apostle Paul, cru- crucifies us to the world and crucifies the world to us. Galatians 6.14 But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In this way, it is only when we are separated from the world that we can be joined to the Lord in the likeness of his death, so that as a result we may be joined with him in the likeness of his resurrection. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Fifth, the purpose of water baptism is to bring us freedom from all sin, complete healing in every aspect of our
0: lives. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5.
2: Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Thus, in water baptism or in the death of Jesus Christ, we see the price that God paid for our healing and redemption from all manner of sickness and sin.
0: If we
2: understand
0: this truth only then
2: the Holy Spirit will receive the opportunity to grow healing
0: because someone before had incorrectly taught us and I am
2: still attempting to to reroute this understanding. Right. Healing must right. grow. Right. This is a rule. Right. And quick healing right. is happens, but it does
0: not right. happen right. to everyone ambulances or
2: fire trucks that drive on the road, they have sirens. The sirens say that he is is above all of these signs. And he, of course,
0: is an exception to the rule. And as an
2: exception to this rule, we we must abide. And who should be healed? Or who should be an exception to the rule in healing is God's right. And when we thank God, and when we open our supplications to Him with thanksgiving, when we thank Him for the healing that He has already placed on our account in Christ Jesus,
0: we are immersed
2: into His death, and in His death He take my, He took my healing. He took my sin upon Himself.
0: Yes,
2: some of us are still bound. By sin, yes, many of us continue to be ill. But if we have this anchor
0: that goes
2: beyond into beyond behind the veil,
0: we're going to hold on to it and God will have the opportunity to nurture our
2: healing. Because nurturing and growing our our healing our faith, our faith if will, will grow and be nurtured. If God all of a sudden heals you, your faith may not grow. Those people whom he all of a sudden healed, you know what they did later on? they then began to scream, crucify him, crucify him. They were enticed by the priests and by these synods. All of these healed, uh, all of those who were healed by Christ then screamed out, crucify him, crucify him. If their healing was a subject of faith that grew, very rarely did Christ heal people according to their faith. Those who he did, they did not go against Christ, but Christ mainly Healed people only according to his faith or the faith of others. Sometimes the father said, Son, I gave you the complete right to act in your faith. And then he healed everyone around. But sometimes the father said, Son, I want you today to heal only according to their faith. And then he couldn't do
0: anything. Nothing. He looked for their faith but couldn't do anything.
2: And when there were some people with faith, just like that woman who had touched him, touched his cloak, who was not even an Israelite, and she said, if I at least touch touch his tunic, I will be healed. And he looked around and said, who touched me? Lord, there are so many surrounding you, he was told. But he looked with his eyes who it was, and he saw that woman.
0: And he said, and in Israel I did not find such faith.
2: Go on, daughter, your sins are forgiven you. It turns turns out that her sin was a result of sin. He went to the bath of Siloam where there were many ailing children of God and how he desired to heal everyone but the father said son. I send you, there is only one who is worthy of healing there who had acknowledged and comprehended his sin. Go to him. Because Jesus would never forgive the sin of someone if he had not repented
0: before the Father. 38 years it took this
2: person to comprehend his, his own sin and not blame his parents or someone else.
0: And when he
2: began to blame himself, he said, immediately, son, go to the bath of Shiloh. You wanted to heal? Go there. He went and found this person and said, do you want to be healthy? He said, yes, but I don't have a person who would be able to immerse me into the water when the angels, when the angels stir it. Then Jesus said, take your bed and go into your house. Your sins are forgiven you. Go and sin no more. And that very hour, he went up, took his bed and went. Of course, the Jews were were astounded by this. Who are you to forgive the sins? He said, well, if your priests could forgive sins when a person brought a sacrifice, how come I, the Son of God, cannot forgive them if I have come here for that very reason? So it's very important for us to understand and begin to pray differently. I thank you, Lord, for my healing that you have placed in Christ Jesus and his death. I am found in it.
0: Thank God for the healing in Christ
2: Jesus. And when you meditate upon this and when you thank God, your faith is going to grow. There will come a day when the Holy Spirit will speak into your spirit You are
0: healed,
2: and you yourselves will see that healing is going to begin to grow. Perhaps not right away, there will be fruit, and it will grow. Some plants grow quicker, some grow slower. Everything depends on the plant.
0: Sixth,
2: the purpose of water baptism is to return man to the paradise he lost, which God planted in Eden, and in this way to open the path to the fruit of the tree of life.
0: Revelation 2.6, To him who overcomes,
2: I will give him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And to make a promise with God is victory to perform all righteousness. Christ is the one who overcomes because with his death he defeated the one who has power over death. Therefore, simply by identifying ourselves with his death, with water baptism, we become co-victors with him. We can't become victorious outside of him. It is him who is victorious.
0: We in him become victorious. Why?
2: Because we proclaim the victory of the Lord. It's written, they had overcome with the blood of the Lamb. This was the word of the faith of their
0: hearts. They had loved their souls even till the death.
2: Meaning that they
0: had, that they began to
2: Offer fruit and make a covenant with God. For the tree of life for us is the elementary teachings of Jesus in the form of the twelve gates of the New Jerusalem as well as the twelve foundations of the wall of this beautiful eternal city. The root system of this tree is the doctrine of baptism, the first of which is water baptism. Seven, the purpose of water baptism is to open the heavenly floodgates so that the Holy Spirit can descend on the one being baptized.
0: Matthew 3, verses 13 and 14.
2: When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Pay close attention here
0: that the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus
2: when he was baptized in water. So baptism in water, Opened the door to the Holy Spirit. When one of the highest ranking courtiers of the Queen of Ethiopia, her treasurer, came to Jerusalem to worship, and having worshiped the God of Israel, was returning home and reading Isaiah.
0: This is where in Acts chapter 8, verses
2: 29-39, the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me?
0: Blessed is this blessed is this person
2: who did not say to Philip, uh, "You can just go. I have my own head. I can understand what I'm reading without
0: you." But
2: he said. How can I, unless someone guides me? He asked Philip to come up and stay with him. Then Philip opened his mouth and, beginning at this
0: scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they
2: went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? This means that Philip had told him about the powers that are contained in the in water baptism. The eunuch was a believer. He came to worship God. But he didn't know, and when he was instructed, he understood what water baptism is. He immediately wanted to make with God a covenant, and he, turning to Philip, says, Here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may.
0: And he answered and said,
2: I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God.
0: So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both
2: Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. And when he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing.
0: First of all, it follows from this account that Philip preached to the eunuch the gospel of water baptism in
2: Jesus Christ. That is why the eunuch, upon learning about the rights and responsibilities contained in water baptism, said to Philip, what hinders me from being baptized? Secondly, water baptism that John the Baptist performed was not meant for absolution, but
0: repentance.
2: I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, which told people that they must believe in the one who comes after John, that is, Jesus Christ, who baptize them in the Holy Spirit and with fire. This pointed to the fact that one must be baptized not unto repentance, but the righteousness contained in the name of Jesus Christ, which could endow a person with the authority to work righteousness or to practice righteousness when defending the just judgments of
0: God. Therefore, the death of Jesus Christ in the water baptism gives us the kind of
2: power with which those in heaven, on earth, and in hell must reckon with. The death of Jesus Christ on Golgotha with which we identify ourselves when we are baptized in water is the recompense for our sins only on the condition that we understand the authority of this baptism and pres- preserve ourselves in it. God's absolute holiness and justice were satisfied in the death of the Son of God the tyranny of sin and death over those who accepted salvation through grace was thoroughly shamed on the cross and the crucial authority over hell and death ended up in the hands of Jesus
0: and in the hands
2: of those people who were immersed in his death and water baptism. Therefore, symbolically, the waters in which a person is baptized are the doctrine of death, but in a positive sense for us, consisting of a separation from the world and from sin, that is,
0: Sanctification. For as often, Apostle Paul says, As you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the
2: Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats his bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. It is possible to accept water baptism, but, due to ignorance about it, powers, not remain
0: in it. In
2: water baptism, we proclaim the Lord's death,
0: and when we break bread, we say that
2: we are found in it. We dwell in this baptism. Water baptism is the authority and power to always carry the death of our Lord Jesus in our bodies, which will allow the life of Jesus to flow in them. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse
0: 10. Always
2: carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body.
0: This
2: is a unique promise. If we carry the death of Christ in our bodies, if we meditate upon what happened in water baptism, the life of Jesus will be manifested in our body. And then something will occur with our decaying bodies. Death will depart from our bodies. Revelation 3:14 3, through 16 says, These things says the Amen. So, God calls him Amen here. The word Amen means faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth.
0: Being being
2: dentist means to be hot or alive to God. He's He's lukewarm means he's neither cold nor hot. He he can't make a decision. He's always troubled
0: but if we carry
2: the death of the Lord Jesus in our bodies which is going to hold, hold us which is going to sanctify us from all of that which is not holy before God then our bodies will be revealed the life of God. Nice.
3: The
2: purpose of water baptism is to be a consecration the purpose of water baptism is dedication to be sanctified, to honor God and do His works. Revelation 22:11. 11. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. To receive the power to be righteous and holy, we must understand the authority contained in water baptism. I would like to continue, but because our time has concluded, I would like to call us to prayer. I think that this is enough, what we have heard is enough regarding water baptism for us to remember, for us to restore this covenant with God. We don't again need to um, to, to do water baptism, we just need to restore this truth in us. We must dwell in it, proclaim in it, we must study it, and in the Holy Spirit, through unique ways will begin to act and reveal the life of the Son of God in our bodies, this will mean that viruses, the viruses of death and illnesses that attack the whole world will begin to die. This
0: means that perhaps
2: before we're Before we are raptured, we are going to grow young in the literal sense of the word, because if the life of Christ will be manifested in our body, then your bodies are going to begin to be restored. Hormonal balance will be restored in your bodies. And then death is going to depart. And just like you slowly grow older, you will slowly grow younger.
0: God is not going to rapture those who are
2: old, who are weak. He is going to rapture those who are strong,
0: who are found in His death, who proclaim this death,
2: and through which the resurrection will Let us bend our knees, bow our heads, and all those who desire that the truth contained in water baptism that you have made, to begin if to act, act
0: in you, if you want
2: life, to repent, if you've seen, you seen that something was incorrect in your life, you have you resentment towards somebody, during that time of making a covenant with God, you had to leave this bitterness, offense,
0: resentment. We are going to pray for you here at the altar, and the Holy Spirit is here to affirm, verify His truth.
2: Amen. Let us pray. And I will pray along with you with your prayers and I ask you to deeply believe, to be obedient that God can truly through the power of the Holy Spirit do that which we cannot do. He can help us bridle our lips by the power of His Spirit and the baptism of water.
0: He can heal us. From illnesses, sicknesses,
2: he can protect us from the words of death, from the thoughts of death. Our eyes closed, an element of our secret room, and our hands raised to the heavens—a sign that we are ready to receive from God that that which He desires to give us. Pray along with me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you with my
0: pain, with
2: my lack of knowledge, with my sin, with my wounds, with my shame,
0: with
2: my illness, my fears. I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, protect me, heal
0: me. I accept,
2: your word and the power of your spirit in my heart and right now before heaven and hell I want to proclaim that according to your word I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, I am, restored, I am, restored, I am justified, I am saved.
0: Amen. Amen. Your sins and transgressions are forgiven you in
2: the name of Jesus Christ.
0: May the Lord
2: bless you. May come down upon you with his holy countenance and have mercy upon you. May he give you peace. May upon you, among you, for thousands and tens of thousands, but not draw near to you. May all of these blessings come upon you and upon your descendants, and may they be fulfilled upon you. And let the nation say, Amen. And now, let us all together proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God, our Savior, who alone is wise, the glory and majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen.